William Grimes called Paul Violi a poetic reporter and a parodist, always on the alert for the telling encounter, the ripe bit of urban speech, and whose elegiac or lyrical flights inevitably took a sudden absurdist turn. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus Dorsey. Today I'm reading poems by Paul Violi from Fracas, published by Hanging Loose Press in 1999. Born in Brooklyn in 1944, Violi wrote 11 books of poetry. Widely published and anthologized, he received two National Endowment for the Arts fellowships as well as numerous grants. Until his death in April 2011, he was on the faculty of Columbia University and the New School's graduate writing program. Resolution Whereas the porch screen sags from the weight of flowers, impatience that grew against it, then piles of wet leaves, then drifted snow, and, whereas now rolled like absence in its drooping length a dim gold wave, sundown's last cast across a sea of clouds and the floating year almost reaches the legs of the low-slung chair, and, whereas between bent trees flies and bees twirl above apples and peaches fall in on blue gravel, and, whereas yesterday's thunder shook blossoms off laurel the day after they appeared, and, Whereas in the dust, the fine and perfect dust of catpaw prints scattered across the gleaming car hood, something softer than blossoms falls away, something your lips left on mine. And whereas it's anyone's guess as to how long it's been since a humid day sank so low, so far from the present, that missing sensations or the sensation of something missing have left impressions in the air, the kind a head leaves on a pillow. And... Whereas the last of ancient, unconvincing notions evaporate from the damp pages of thick old books that describe how, for instance, time and love once lay together here, how in a slurred flash of light she turned and waded back into the sea, and how the slack part of any day was and is all in the way he, half asleep, felt her hand slip out of his. And whereas the blue heron stands on the shore, while the sleek heron turns broad to narrow, half hidden among the reeds, turning with the stealth, the sweep of twilight's narrowing minute, of stillness taking aim, turning until it almost disappears into the arrowhead instant the day disappears, until staring out of the reeds, the aforementioned heron is more felt than seen, and whereas you, with due forethought and deliberation, bite into an apple's heart and wish it were your own. Over the River and Through the Woods A well-worn path leads to a quiet chapel frequented by pilgrims who venerate the ordinary. From all walks of life they come, their every manner and gesture devoted to perpetuating the power of the extremely familiar, the predictable, the supreme comfort of the commonplace. So strong is their faith that on these journeys they continually flagellate themselves with proverbs and platitudes, vying with each other in any situation to be the first to utter the most amazing cliché. Somehow they remain unscathed, an effect noteworthy physicians are at a loss to explain. In the reliquary near the altar, under thick glass, is the straw that broke a camel's back, and in another a golden egg and a dead goose. At the cottage of Messer Violi. The mailbox, painted dark blue, sits atop a tilted cedar post. 
It has a little red flag on one side, and it is altogether remarkable. The Toyota in the driveway is very old and is said to have come from Japan. There is in the hallway an immense dog food bowl. It is made of iridescent pink plastic. It is, as I have said, immense, and it is hideous. In the kitchenette is a statuette of Ceres, goddess of Wheaties. The dishwasher is a Kenmore and altogether worthy of praise. In the foyer, the oversized painting of a pork chop provides visitors many opportunities for conversation. In the servants' quarters, there are many impressive works that stress the imminence of death and the probability of hellfire. Placed on the broad maplewood table beside bottles of cognac, there is a recording device with a silver megaphone into which natives may be invited to shout the oral histories of their people. We, whose hearts have been gripped by life, scoff at the idea of art as mere ornamentation. So they seem to proclaim the three statues that adorn the neighbor's lawn, plaster deer with real bullet holes in them. You've been listening to poetry by Paul Violi on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubin Estorsi. You can visit The Poet's Weave online at wfiu.org slash poetsweave.